Welcome to Tiki Central Canada. Ever wonder what's in that cool, refreshing drink that you just have to have on that hot summer's day? Mmm, me too. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He has left society, he has entered Tiki Central with palm trees, beach sand, blue skies, and God. Get me a drink now. Here's your hosts, Craig, Paula, and Mark, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information. Hey, folks, and hey, how are we doing? It's Craig here from Tiki Central Canada. I'll be your bartender, mixologist, and information, hopefully, for the hour. We'll see how it goes. And yes, of course, we are via internet still, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, we're doing the best we can. And, of course, we're always making sure we get in the show to you guys. So in on, well, I guess it would be in the studio. It would be not in the studio, but via home. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so we have our co-host, Paula. How are we doing? I'm good. I'm good. But uh, on what you're saying right there, yes. it's frustrating because, meanwhile, we're here in 100% full-blown lockdown. And my three bridesmaids called me together from New York City, you know, that they were going out to dinner, and I'm here in lockdown. <laughs> in PJs. <laughs> so, Paula is our Tiki rookie, or uh, basically asks the questions that, of course, you, the listener, would ask. And on the other panel of my screen here is Mark, our Tiki expert. Uh, looks like he's locked up in a closet somewhere. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. But how are we doing, Marky? We're doing okay. Well, that's all I can say is because we're doing okay. Oh, there you go. Uh, during the recording, it's hilarious. Actually, beginning of the recording, he kind of walked us through his house. He was trying to find the best reception, and so we're also intrigued that he's making banana bread. <laughs> yes, it's what you do in uh, you do it. Lockdown, this is what apparently. you do in lockdown. You bake, and then you do the hundred mile hundred step between the couch and the fridge. Right? How many times? <laughs> What am I going to do now? Walk around the house a few more times. There we go. At at least the temperature is getting better and you can can actually start gardening and stuff like that. Yes. Today I'm actually- Or you can pressure wash your- your Deck, which I'm doing. I know, because what happened is I totally messed up the times that we're recording today and I'm sitting here power washing my deck and then I realized, wait a minute now, I think actually right now we're supposed to be recording- crap and so i ran upstairs and yes i pretty well jumped in the seat and see i found it funny because it was like five to noon when i wrote a message saying can we delay half hour and no one answered me i'm like are they even remembering because usually they're both (laughs) right on time right like i come here and they're already chatting on on video and i'm like oh crap sorry i'm late again because you know the baby pooped (laughs) but But this time and I'm like, what is happening? It was a good thing, actually, you did that, because then I looked at my phone. I'm like, oh, my God, I totally forgot about it. So, all right, let's go on to the show. So, <laughs> what are we talking about today, Craigie? Okay, so the cocktail we're going to be talking about today, we're going to do two cocktails. We're going to Tiki Rita 
cocktail and the tequila sunrise. Now, tequila sunrise is one of those old cocktails from back in the days. You don't hear it too often anymore. But uh, I think me, me and Mark have heard that we're back when we were teenagers, the tequila sunrise. I was going to say that. That's that's even for me. Like I've mm-hmm. heard that a lot. Memorable name. Exactly. For me, actually, Tequila Sunrise had a different meaning. So Tequila Sunrise, when I was going through high school, was the last day of school. And what it was is that the night before, there was this giant park right near our school. Everyone would camp out at the park and drink till morning, till dawn. And oh, then so it was Tequila Till Sunrise. Oh, yeah. Then you go to school from there. So everyone basically was like hungover and destroyed. It was like a rough day already. I thought you weren't allowed to drink in Canada <laughs> until you're 21. No, till 19. So we were all underage, obviously, but what are they going to do? I mean, it's the last day of school. The teachers know it. We know it. Even our parents knew it. You know what I mean? They'd be just like, you guys be safe. You know, don't go too crazy. Yeah. uh, On a side note, a buddy of mine used to order these all the time. And then sure enough, about three or four hours later, they'd all come up. Oh, that's going to be wonderful color to see. Tequila sunset or something. I don't know. Tequila and, rainbow. That's what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, would, invariably, he'd do the same thing every other weekend or whatever. So, Oh, never learns. He eh? never yeah. learns. Yeah. So are either of these a Don or a Trader Vic cocktail? Uh, the Tiki Rita cocktail actually comes from the Patron recipe website. And of course, the Tequila Sunrise is a classic cocktail. So uh, I don't know if you'd actually put Tequila Sunrise in a t- in a tiki category. I think that's more just a Mark. Would you? Rec- I mean, I guess you could probably put it into a tiki uh, category. Probably not. So then, why are we talking about it today? The reason why we're doing a tequila show is because Cinco de Mayo. This is around this oh. time of year. We have Cinco de Mayo, so I figured the best thing to do is obviously cover some tequila drinks. I'm not a big on tequila myself, and I know we've all talked about in the past. We're not big fans of it. You know, starting the night, ending the night, middle of the night, somewhere in the middle of the night. I know for Paula, that was her first experience of drinking. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, Mark's like, yeah, it doesn't go well <laughs> with rum. Tequila is the, uh, like I said, the only thing that I can drink that if I go to reach towards the next one and I can go, no, that's stupid. Wow. That's yeah. the first time I've ever heard him say no to a second drink. Me too. Yeah. Well, no, whenever. Like you had too much, right? And if I have one more drink, one more tequila, I'm done. It's funny you say that because I have this one friend that, um, you know, like, right, you're you're drinking one, you have one shot, then a second dose and a third dose. And then from then on, it becomes like liquid hostility that yes. she's drinking because <laughs> she becomes the most hostile person ever. And it's like literally one cup difference, mm-hmm. you know, like there's, there's no, oh, fine line. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's like, bam, it starts. I think tequila is one of those spirits where it brings out the mean drunk, right? <laughs> like if there's a mean <laughs> drunk in your group, that's usually where it comes out. There we go. So I'm actually curious, what's, what's in this drink, this um, Tiki Rita cocktail? Okay, so let's go through that one. So it's going to be two ounces of Patron Reposado. Uh, now, in Ontario, we don't actually don't have all the different versions of Patron, and this is one of the ones we don't have. So I actually used an 1800 Reposado. Uh, also going to do an ounce and a half of Patron Citron Orange. Now, this, again, is another one that's not available to us here in Ontario. So I'm actually just going to do an ounce, and, uh, sorry, a half ounce of orange vodka. So that could be a Smirnoff. That could be a Stoli's. So basically, uh, you stole the, the recipe from Patron, but we're not able to use Patron at all. 
Idiot. <laughs> Idioto. Oh. Idiota. <laughs> That's right. If you're a Patron rep out there, please send me free samples. <laughs> Patron. <laughs> okay. So uh, the rest of the recipe is going to be a half ounce of fresh lime juice, a uh, half ounce of fresh grapefruit juice. So that can be red grapefruit. If you want something a little sweeter, you can go to the white grapefruit. Or if you can't get red grapefruit, because it is hard to find. I think Mark talked about one time that you freeze grapefruit into cubes, right? When you get yeah, it. Yeah. you uh, When the white grapefruits appear magically, uh, just like the Easter Bunny at the grocery store, the uh, <laughs> you go out and buy a whole bunch and you squeeze them and you put them in ice cube trays. And measure your ice cube tray beforehand so you know how much they are. I have ice cube trays that hold one ounce. So I have a whole tray full of one ounce grapefruit cubes. Mm -hmm. And then I freeze them. And then I individually freeze them again because they will get all frosty. So back to the recipe, we're going to do a quarter ounce of vanilla syrup. So you can either do a vanilla bean syrup. You can get that from a specialty coffee shop. Or you can actually do a simple syrup and add vanilla bean. And we'll put a link on there on how to do that. It's super easy. And then a quarter ounce of all-spice dram. And um, I know I've heard that before. I, I probably even bought that for you before. It's called but, Pimento Dram as well. That's yeah, what but, you bought me. Oh, okay. So I did buy mm-hmm. that for you. But what mm-hmm. is it? Because I'm wondering, like, is it the same as um, bitters, but this time it's spices? You know what I mean? Right. So the difference between bitters, uh, which we've talked about several times throughout the show, obviously, is it's a Bitters is something where you do drops of it. It's super concentrated. It's very potent, whatever one you're going to use. So you only need a few drops of it. This is an all-spice dram liqueur. So it's basically going to be in ounces or half ounces, and it's not as concentrated. So maybe, Mark, you can explain to our listeners about all-spice dram, because it is one of your favorite spices, I know, for you, or one of your favorite liqueurs. So yeah, you it is. Break it it, down? Uh, it's very uh, tiki. Uh, I mean, Dollar Beachcomber seemed to put it in... Uh, so many things. And uh, yeah, it's reasonably easy, but it takes a while. You just go to your uh, Central American or Caribbean grocery store, get your allspice berries or your pimento berries. And they come, they look like uh, big peppercorns, kind of crush them down and you make a tea with a cup of rum. And then you start making a sugar. There's there's recipes out there. I think you have one up on the site. Mm -hmm. And then you you mix it with uh, a whole bunch of rum or vodka. And uh, then you, it takes about 27 days of shaking and adding and that kind of stuff. And then after that, you have this marvelous, marvelous liqueur that tastes like it's right out of the Caribbean. Exactly. And uh, I think like you nailed it on the head. It's one of those things where as soon as you add it to a drink, it's almost like instant tiki, that kind of mysterious spicy kind of ingredient that's in all those drinks. But also too, on the recipe that we have, I think it also has like nutmeg in there. It's got cloves in there, cinnamon. So it's got all kinds of other items in there. And I will put the link in there for that as well. But if you're in the States or other parts of the world, you probably can pick up pimento dram or it's called allspice dram liqueur. Super easy much if you have it that way. Yeah, I know that the uh, Hamilton rum people, they make a awesome one. So does uh, mm-hmm. St. Elizabeth, I think, I think that's the name of it. I think that's the one Paula got for you, St. Elizabeth. Yeah, so, or you have a friend who travels down to the States and uh, brings you back stuff all the time. There you go. I remember at one of the little tiki <laughs> events, uh, Mr. Hamilton, the great rum man himself, uh, had some at his display there. And 
I was sampling it and talking to him, how he got his recipe and all this kind of stuff. And so if you can find the Hamilton somewhere, you're not going to get it here. By all means, get some of that and send me a bottle. I love how like Marcus met so many legendary Tiki people. It's insane. I know. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> it's like yeah. all these people are like, oh, yeah, I met him. Oh, yeah, I met him. And If he's not dead, Mark knows him. Exactly. On that note. <laughs> so this lovely concoction, do you, uh, you don't shake this. Do you stir it? Do you put it, put it in a, uh, a what? In a, <laughs> he hasn't come up with a new one for that one. Okay. What you're going to do is combine all the ingredients. Ooh, uh, ooh, into put the, it in yes. skull for Cinco de Mayo. You can put it in a put skull. Put it into a skull. There you go. Oh, there you go. That'd be good. There we go. Okay. So actually what you're going to do is you're going to shake this in a cocktail shaker. Uh, you're going to combine all the ingredients and shake it till it's chilled. And then you're going to strain it uh, into a tiki glass or a hurricane glass with some fresh ice, crushed ice, actually. And then you're going to have it rimmed on the glass with the Hawaiian sea salt. Hawaiian sea salt is basically like a regular sea salt, but it's, it's more of a reddish color. Apparently, it's got some more minerals in it, so it's actually healthier for you uh, in that aspect. So it's, so pretty it's cool. like the pink salt? Yeah, the, the Himalayan? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That one's easy to find if you don't find the Hawaiian one. Exactly. <laughs> Go mm. with the pink Himalayan. This whole drink is like not available in Ontario, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Good job, Greg. Good right. job in picking know, that drink for our, for our Ontario listens. I'm so sorry for your host. Oh, geez. Genius. Anyway, so here we go. So uh, <laughs> I know. I'm just brilliant how we do this. Uh, oh, because we have. I know we have listeners around the world, so I have to kind of cater to some of these people. Yes, yes. Uh, so anyways, yes, we're going to garnish this with a freshly grated nutmeg and a lime wheel with three cloves pierced through it. So there mm. we go. There will be a picture on the website. Of the drink that Craig will make for himself garnished. That's right. As per usual. <laughs> it's all about the garnish. <laughs> that would be an amazingly aromatic drink. For sure. I need to make one of those. Do you have everything? Well, uh, yeah. Well, even the lime wheel. Limes are like $75 each now. But uh, Really? How come? <laughs> I think it's over-exaggerating here. Yes, does a tad. Uh, no, they're, they're a buck each now. All the food in general, I don't know about you guys, but I find out through COVID, all the food in general has gone up. Like our grocery bills kind of slowly creeped up. And we we're talking to the grocery clerk yesterday when we we're getting our groceries. And she's just like, oh, yeah, I've noticed it too. Like every little item has gone up like 10 cents or 15 cents. And you think about those little nickels and dimes kind oh, of yeah. adds up. Oh, yeah. Adds up. You're still being able to go with Norma shopping? Yes, our superstore, you can actually go to a couple in there. Uh, the, when we go to a butcher, though, like when we get steaks and stuff, it's only one person per family. Our All the supermarkets around here are now permitting one person per household ah. only. No, the one in Orleans is allowing you to bring – you can't bring in more than two people per family, though. Like you can't bring your kids in, stuff like that, example. Yeah. So, yeah. But wow. uh, I know at the butcher, it sucks because it's funny because we go there and Norma tells me what she wants and I stay in line and then she sits in the car and it's almost like, okay, so you tell me what you want, but I'm the one going in and getting it. So yeah. <laughs> just like, shouldn't I be the one sitting in the car? But and for us, it's, it's kind of like that too, right? If either one of us goes into the supermarket, I kind of basically video call him to see if this is what you oh, want. FaceTime, yeah. Yeah, he does that with me too. Could you imagine right now, like COVID, okay, going to the grocery store, as an example, for a guy, you know, shopping for the for the wife, or the wife shopping for the, the husband, and we didn't have internet, like we didn't have like what we have, FaceTiming and pictures yeah. and audio. Like, because way back when we were kids, there was, there was no like, you know, hey, is this the one you want? And you take a picture of it. It was like- you Dude, 10 years ago, there wasn't yeah, that. Yeah, you, you bring it home and you're like, oh, you got the wrong brand. Oh, 
Mark, can you say that for me, please? Because I have ice in my mouth. She's chomping on ice over there. And the tequila sunrise recipe. All right, so let's go through this. This is actually an old recipe. It's been around for, I, I didn't even do their history on this, but it's been around forever. I remember as a kid, that was like one of the, the drinks you'd always really try right off the bat. And I'm sure for Mark, it's the same thing. It's one of those drinks that's been around for a long, long time. You don't hear it too often anymore. People don't really say this drink anymore. It's kind of kind of gone to the side a bit. But uh, super easy drink. It's only got three ingredients. So it's an ounce and a half of tequila. Again, I probably would use a white tequila on that prospect because this is like kind of a tropical drink. Half ounce of grenadine, so you can actually use grenadine like you get from the store, which is, yes, a sugar-based ingredient, like Mark would say, uh, ooh. Uh, <laughs> or you make your own with pomegranate juice, right, Mark? Yep. Uh, or you can do – and then on top of that, you have three ounces of orange juice. So, like I said, super easy drink, not that difficult. But you can use the grenadine from the store and just have that real 80s taste to it. That's right. Actually, it's true because all the back in the 80s, that's what it was, is all the sugar-based drinks. Exactly. Do you shake? Do you stir? Do you shove it in a skull and throw it around? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I don't know what you were watching last night, but holy moly. What? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yes. So this is going to be one of the few drinks. You're going to build this one. So we don't talk oh. about a lot of build drinks in this show, but yes, this is I a build drink. I think it's because build drinks are not the tickiest. Exactly. And also, too, back in the 70s and 80s, a lot of the bartenders, that's pretty well all they did. They didn't make a lot of shake drinks. It was more Lazy. of a build drink. Lazy. That's why they yeah. didn't have the good bods. Nowadays, right. bartenders are all hot with good bodies. <laughs> Yes. Oh, and there's Craig. <laughs> Flexing in my muscles. Oh, I have to find it first. Hang on a second. <laughs> Anyways, so this is one of those drinks where uh, back in the days, I realized that they actually made it incorrectly. And then you're going to be like, what do you mean, Craig? Hello. How can you make this drink incorrectly if it's built? So named Tequila Sunrise, which means it should be a sunrise in the drink. Or look like a sunrise. So what you do is instead of putting the grenadine like most times you see on a Shirley Temple, you just kind of do it afterwards. What we're going to do is actually put the grenadine first in the bottom of the glass. And then we're going to add the ice. And then we're going to add the rest of the ingredients. And then stir it very slightly. So then the grenadine kind of works its way throughout the glass. It looks like a sunrise. So I what I mean by that is that... An example like a Shirley Temple, if you see that made, a lot of people do is they put all the ingredients in and then they put the grenadine on top and eventually kind of works its way down through the drink because it's the heaviest thing in the drink. And it kind of almost looks like more like blood going down the side of a glass, right, Mark? Yeah, like lava kind of sort of blood. Exactly. Not sunrise or sunset. And then I think one of the things you mentioned in, uh, that we've talked about when we talked about this drink in the past is that because the, the tequila is going in first – and if you don't stir it, you take that first sip, it's just pure tequila, right? Yeah, and uh, and then you get to the, the end of the drink and it's pure- Sugar. Roses, lime, grenadine, ick. <laughs> Straight the garbage. The garbage at the top, exactly. And so, yes, the garnish on this would be an orange wheel. Orange juice, orange wheel, super easy. Craig's creation. What Go drink are you going to be talking about in your creation? Okay, so uh, bear in mind, I make the drinks. I don't name the drinks. So bear with me on this one. It is a tequila drink, by the way, because we are doing Cinco de Mayo. Uh, Blanco Fuco. Is that right? Almost. That is 100% better than all the first times you tried. So, <laughs> Blanco Fuco. Perfeito, Craig. Muito bem. Oh, there we go. It's in Spanish in there. There we go. No, that was Portuguese, <laughs> but okay. 
You and Norman Deck, you guys are awesome because you guys probably can sit there talking different languages and I wouldn't know what exactly what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> I know because she makes up these drinks. I'm sorry. I make up the drinks. She makes up the names. And like you can see from this one, it's not English. It's like a combination of Spanish and, and Italian. Italian. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, that's where I get tongue-tied. So I'm going to have to tell her, no, we're going to call Craig drink number one, Craig drink number two, Craig yeah. drink number three. Yep. <laughs> like, or, or, you know, exclusively English names. Exactly. Like Something that can John, Mark, Craig. <laughs> so we have here the Mark, if you want to try that. Yes, the, the Justin, you know, and then you can go into last names also. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Those, they would be boring and unexotic sounding. I know, but or he could name the damn drinks to stuff that he can say. Yeah, but he's True. making them. He doesn't actually have to say them. I was gonna say, here's how the tiki bar goes. I go behind the tiki bar and I make up the drinks. Norma will usually go around and she takes the drink order. She's almost like the waitress. Yeah. And so she comes back and tells me the drink, and then when she gives it to him, she's like, Okay, okay, here's your pot of frisca. So she actually pronounces the, the yeah. names of the drinks. Okay. I never pronounce the name. I just like make the drinks and she basically helps bring he them out. He never pronounces the name in his backyard. He is now pronouncing it for 5,000 people <laughs> listening. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm in trouble now. Yeah. Or you, before you come to the show, have her practice with you how to say the name she created. Because you're the one getting embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's what we do. I just keep on saying everything, and then I have her pronounce it. I record her pronouncing it. Yes. And then I just I just insert that in. So also my voice changes to Norma's voice. Yes. Insert. <laughs> <It's an> insert. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, Blanca Fuoco is the drink that you created Norma named. There we go. So let's tell you what's in this drink. So it's going to be two ounces of white tequila. Um, again, because I'm not a big tequila fan. So when I do make drinks, I usually use white tequila. A half ounce of Galliano, a half ounce of maraschino liqueur. So that could be a Bulls, which is a sugar-based one, or Luxardo, which is Italian. Thus, the name of the drink. Well, uh, Galliano is Italian. Maraschino is Italian. Which is the other one you just said? The Galliano and uh, Luxardo are Luxardo, Italian. yes. Mm-hmm. Everything's Italian. That's probably, but the tequila, the tequila is Mexican. So she probably did Blanca, which is Spanish, Fuoco, mm-hmm. which is Italian. Ah. She merged the two because she's a smart, smart lady. That one, she I is like a smart her. Lady, I know. I lucked out. I'm the lucky one here. You, you sure are. You're our lucky. <laughs> she's awesome. She's awesome. Uh, half ounce of lemon juice and then some club soda. And yes, that is not pop. It's club soda. So. Because I know we had this discussion, me and Paula, before on another yeah. tra- show about soda. And I know in the States, soda can also mean like Pepsi or Coke. Yeah, or that's exactly. So that's mm-hmm. where I – because like what, what soda are you talking about? It exactly. Could be anything, so really. Club soda is basically what we're talking about. Interesting, interesting. So do you shake this? Do you stir it? Do you um, just give it to people? What do you do? So what you're going to do is you're going to shake all the ingredients except for the club soda in the shaker. Then you're going to strain that into your Collins glass with fresh ice and garnish it with an orchid. Uh, also, you're going to top it with the club soda. There we go. So it's refreshing. It's kind of light and refreshing. A good thing in the summertime. It's not too heavy. It's uh, very, yeah, on a hot day, it's a good thing to have. It's funny because every single time you say that and there's vanilla involved, mm-hmm. I don't quite believe you. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously. It's like. I don't know why, but in my brain, like if you would say 
coconut, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it could be coconut lava. Mm-hmm. I would find it refreshing because it's coconut. Mm-hmm. But vanilla for me, for some reason, it it goes straight to something warm and fuzzy and wintry in my oh, personal okay. brain, you know? Okay. It's funny like that. Yeah, because I think in actually our culture, vanilla is um, during the summertime, it actually is ingredient you see in a lot of things like vanilla ice cream, vanilla cream soda. So I guess in our culture, vanilla is uh, more of a summer light, refreshing thing. I believe you. Unless 100%. you bake. Now, if you're baking, yeah. it's completely different. I bake a lot and I put vanilla ice cream even on like warm desserts, right? Mm-hmm. Like Yes, uh, like apple pie. Or a warm brownie or a lava cake. Like all these things are warm that go with the vanilla. Still, vanilla 100% to me, it is warm and not ah, refreshing. There but you go. that's something I need to try also to change my pre-concept. Yeah. So there we go. That's the Brazilian in her. Yes. Dun-dun-dun segment. <laughs> so so um, I'm actually we, – we know that – that one's Italian, one's Spanish, but what does the name actually mean? Okay, so when uh, Norma gave me the name, and I was kind of looking at it like, okay, but what the heck does that mean? It means white fire. So the white is the Mexican part or the Spanish part of it, and fire is the Italian part of it. And the reason why she picked white fire is because tequila, we're using a white tequila, and tequila is actually made in the ground in a fire. So... Therefore, that's why we got that name. So off the record, can I just say something real quick? Yeah. For it to actually be named White Fire, mm-hmm. it would have to be the other way around. It would have to be Fuoco Blanco. Ah, Fuoco Blanco. Yes, because in all the Latin languages, mm-hmm. aside from English, everything mm-hmm. is opposite of English. Ah, reverse. Okay. Yes. So it, it's not um, literally it, White Fire would be the opposite. Ah, okay. Oh, I'll let I'll let I'll let her know. No, please don't correct her. <laughs> Mark, you're gonna say something? Fire white. No, for, for English bars, Blanco Fuoco. Uh or Blanca Fuoco would sound better. Yes, I understand. Yes. But you know what I mean? Like it is yes, I know it's what you literally mean. Uh, fire white, what I hear. It's like Sanco de Mayo, five May. Five of May. Five of yes, May. Exactly. For us, that's yeah. how we say it. We yeah, say Okay, that's just wrong. You're just wrong. The rest of the world is wrong. (laughs) Did you know? Uh, 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 Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I'll confirm at the end. There we go. Maybe we should just call us Maybe You Know. To be confirmed. You could know. Yeah. There we go. You could know. Anyway, so, of course, we talk about Cinco de Mayo during this whole show. And so, of course, we want to give you guys some more information about Cinco de Mayo and how it started. Uh, so what are the, the conceptions that everyone has? They think that Cinco de Mayo actually is the Mexican Independence Day. It is not the Mexican Independence Day. The Mexican Independence Day is actually on September 16th of every year. So where does Cinco de Mayo come from then? So Cinco de Mayo basically starts way, way back, 19th century. Uh, what it was is that Mexico went through civil wars. And let's break them down for you. So one of the wars was for independence from Spain in 1821. And then the next war they walked, basically walked right into was the Mexican-American War of 1846 to eight, or 1848. And then after that, another war, a civil war within the country of 1858 to 1861. So, of course, all these wars nonstop going, what ended up happening is that Mexico got, went bankrupt. The treasury went bankrupt. 
And so what they had to do is they had to borrow money from France and Spain and England to keep maintaining the country and running the country. So what happened is that in July 17th of 1861, the Mexican president said, okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to issue a deferral for all of our debit payments to these countries for two years to spend them for two years. Well, you can imagine that they were not exactly happy with the whole process of like, we're not getting any money from these guys and they owe us money. So what ended up happened was that France, Britain, and Spain would send their naval forces over to Mexico and demand the reimbursement. Now, Britain and Spain negotiated with Mexico and basically withdrew their forces. So France was the only country left that basically they didn't negotiate with. And Napoleon III actually decided this is an opportunity for us to actually make a new empire and a new colony. And so they saw it as a way to basically take over Mexico and make it a French colony. So Napoleon and 8,000 of his men basically raided or attacked Mexico. And Mexico only had 4,000 men at that time to work with because of all these wars. They were very uh, undermanned. They were basically not a lot of supplies and poorly equipped. And so the 4,000 Mexicans went up against the 8,000 French military. And on May 5th, that's Cinco de Mayo, 1862, the Mexicans actually defeated the French army. Now, here's the cool thing. You know, when we talk about wars, you talk about World War I, World War II, or Civil War, you're thinking like months, years. Most of the times, it's usually years. So this war lasted five hours. That's it. It's like a really long movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so five hours, because what happened was that the 8,000 troops came on land, attacked Mexico. 4,000 troops of Mexicans were basically behind fortresses and stuff like this, shot down about 1,000 of the French military, and then they realized that, no, this is not a good thing. So they actually retreated uh, five hours later. So this victory became a very big, huge, a significant moral boost in Mexico at that time, because, again, all these wars they were going through, and they felt like they were just losing the battles and here in five hours, they defeated the French and the French retreated. So it was a big, huge boost for the military. It was a big, huge boost for Mexican people. Unfortunately, it was a very short-lived victory because a year later, Napoleon brought over 30,000 men with him this time and actually ended up did take over a Mexican city and installed an Emperor Maximilian I as the ruler of Mexico. So... Uh, <laughs> Finally, the French got there. So you're thinking like, well, okay, wait a minute. A French is not, it's, Mexico's not a French colony. Well, because by 1865, the American Civil War was now over. So the Americans now drew their attention towards Mexico and helped them provide them with political and military assistance to expel the French. Because I guess they thought, the states or the Americans thought like, this is what we don't want. We don't want the French being in Mexico because that's another one of our enemies. So they actually helped the Mexican government and expelled and got the French out of there. And so that is why we have Cinco de Mayo. It is a kind of a cool little story, a five-hour battle that kind of boosted the morale and the spirits of Mexicans. And it's celebrated every year. And the funny thing is actually is that they actually don't even have this as a day off in Mexico. It's basically just a celebration uh, with some reenactments. But in the States, Cinco de Mayo is a huge celebration massive celebration. So it's more celebrated actually in the States than it actually is in Mexico itself, which is a kind of a cool fact as well. So there you go. Some cool facts about Cinco de Mayo. A little bit of a history lesson there for you. I could honestly say I did not know that. I did not either. 
There we go. So a history lesson for all you guys out there. I hope I made it a little entertaining in some ways. Uh, so also we had some tequila drinks in there for you guys for Cinco de Mayo. So go out and buy the bottle of tequila because now you've got three recipes to work with. And we will put all those links under for you guys. And so let's tell everybody who we are. We are www.tikicentralcanada.ca. Or .com. There we go. And on that page, you will see the, all the information to this episode, including all the links, the recipes. Uh, Mark's Adventures is, of course, on that page as well. Uh, we're also going to have Paula's Brazilian. We'll make a page there for the Brazilian and all the cool facts that she's been saying on the show. And she's going to continue informing us and educating us on because, you know, she's our expert in that field. There we go. <laughs> she's like, maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. You know, all those useless informations my, some people might want. <laughs> That's where I come in. Yeah, but it's funny because Marcus mentioned this one time when we were on the show. And he goes, you know, it's funny how like you don't remember like what you have for breakfast, but all, you, all of a sudden you have all this useless information or facts in your head that you just pour out of your head if you knew from 20 years ago. Right, Mark? We talked about that. Yeah, like different cartoon characters from Saturday morning, right? And where do, And you can't remember where I put my coffee cup. You know, <laughs> comes comes with the age, I guess. There we go. <laughs> so we also do have a recipe and episode page there for you guys. There you go. All the recipes we do on the show, all the episodes. If you want to listen to them on any one of your platforms. We also do have our subscribe page. Please do subscribe. Por favor, please. Yeah, that please. way we can get Mark an office. He can get out of the closet. I have my closet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's got stored behind those doors. I don't want to find out. I you don't do want to know. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. I don't want to know. No, no. He looks. <laughs> he looks not comfy at all there. Although, look, it's funny because when we started the show, he was in one room and he kind of just walked us through his room, his house, like a little tour. And then he's like, "Oh, wait a minute! I got something in the oven. I got some banana bread. I gotta get, go get." I was like, "Okay, we're it's like a day with Mark here in his house." Yeah, welcome, welcome to the house of Keel. Here's there the tiki go. room. Here's the not tiki room. Oh wait, here's another tiki room. And oh, here's the closet. This is where we're and here's the closet. This is where I live. <laughs> I think you should bring me to see your tiki room. Yes, oh, it's well. cool. We'll have to show you for sure. Especially all the tiki mugs. They're just amazing, all the tiki mugs he's got. They're everywhere. They're just everywhere. On that note, <laughs> yeah, so anyways, yes. And so we do also have a cool link page there for you guys. And uh, that's all we got. So we're going to go wake off and make some drinks. I know Paula's going to go take care of the baby and see how she's doing. Yes. And uh, Mark's going to do a world tour of his house. So there we go. Uh, Stay tuned to the next show and thank you for listening. See ya. Ciao. Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys, hey, guys, where's my drink? Uh, Luxardo is going to be more a uh, bitter taste or tart on that one. And Mark can concur on that one for sure. I know he uses Luxardo. However, yes, it, it is uh, Galliano, not Galileo. Yeah. Oh, I was Galileo. thinking the same thing, but I didn't know if you were going <laughs> to yeah, go there. I, I, no, like, no. Like, <laughs> oh, no, I'm going there. One guy, Galliano was a whole other guy. You know, <laughs> one makes clothing. The other one, you know, is a scientist. You know. <laughs> That's why I have you guys here for to correct me all the time.